Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets, those of who became before you. Father God, I thank you for this morning as we dig into your word that we realize that we are salt and we are light. We're not salty, we are salt. We are not light-ish, we are light. I thank you, Father, for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Now y'all said it with me. Amen. Say, Jesus is talking right here. In verse 13, it says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. I love this sermon, this this sermon, that he, this, this pre-course that he goes into, because the reason why he did all the Beatitudes, the blessed are they, the blessed are they, is because he wants to make sure he knows that, that you know that, that you are exactly where you've called to be. No, no, and he wanted to give everybody comfort in every situation before he even spoke that they are salt and light. Amen? And so it, as he goes on to say, he says that you are salt of the, of the, of the world. And I love that. Salt makes you thirsty. Did you know that? Amen. Uh, this is where I'll brief you. When I'm preaching, and I'm going to enjoy a little amen. That's good. You know, that things of that nature. So, you know, y'all are going to y'all just y'all get left behind. Come on, get with it. Amen. Oh, I want to pray for Ferguson. Can we pray for Ferguson, Missouri, real quick? It's on my heart heavy. Father God, I thank you that, that through this you make a trophy of Ferguson, Missouri. That, that through the things that are going on, even though all sides of the media try to say that we took 40 years back, you're going to put us 40 years forward. We speak life into Ferguson, Missouri. We speak life into where all these uh, protests and where all these things are starting to happen. And we know, God, that what you've done cannot be taken away. And we thank you for what you've done in the last 40 years. But above anything else, we thank you for the next 40 years. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Salt makes you thirsty. And we're supposed to do what? Thirst for righteousness. Amen. Salt also... Uh, flavors, right? How many, how many of y'all ever had something that wasn't salty and you thought it was salty? And you were like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, and, and I love to cook. I, I love to make things. And, and uh, man, seasoning is a big ingredient on that. Let me, let me drop something on you this morning. Seasoning in your life is a huge ingredient. 
huge ingredient. Because I want to tell you something, Joel's going to be able to reach people that I can't and Amy can't and Jeff can't. And Cedric's going to be able to reach people that I can't and Jeff can't and Joel can't. And Mitch is going to be able to and Mike's going to be able to and Rhonda's going to be able to and Joey's going to be able to and Carlin's going to be able to. We all are made so different. Yeah, amen. We are all made so different that we have our own identity because we have to reach our own worlds. Even though I live in the same house as my sons and my wife, they still have different worlds than I do. So even those that are in the very same household have different worlds to reach. Now listen, this is where people say, well, you know, Dave, I'm not outgoing like you, and, you know, and I just don't have a personality like you. That's fine. Just develop a personality. That's real talk. A lot of people, you know, like, well, I just can't do what you do. Nobody is, I, I promise you, nobody wants nor needs more of me. They need you. They need you in your particular environment. But let me tell you something. If you, if you won't even look at them, why do they think Jesus is going to look at them? And, and, and so understand that, that our flavor, although it may be quieter than mine, although it may be a little bit more reserved than mine, you still need to have a personality if you are a person. Got to preach. Salt is a huge preservative. Huge preservative. As you know, in the, in the old days, our on the pirate ships. That was my pirate. I don't... Our, yeah, okay. And pirate ships and in the Old Testament, they didn't, of course, have a refrigerator to go run to. They didn't have a deep freeze and, and all these things to, to treat meat and to keep it right. You know what they did to it? Put salt on that bad boy and hope they didn't get some kind of mess. But we are preservative. And, and understand that, that God has put a preservative in us to re preserve us and restore us until we get to go home. We get to go home, home. And, and I've got something for y'all just to remember this day. I've got some salt packets for y'all today. Uh, where's Frank at? Frank, y'all have them ready? If, uh, if y'all could pass them out, that'd be great. I'm still going to keep preaching if that's cool. Like someone said, there is salt. Uh, the salt is no good if it never leaves the salt shaker. Come on. Come on. And understand this salt reproduces salt. Did you know that? Like, that's what their salt mines, that's what it does. It reproduces salt. So don't be sitting there thinking that, that uh, you rubbing off on somebody isn't affecting them. So a good salt leaves a salt shaker. You can't be salt if you don't leave the salt shaker. Amen? I love the, y'all remember the story of Lot's wife? What did she become? Tell her what? Salt. That's a bad salt. We don't want column, O wrath of God, salt. But I think that's so so uh, eloquent and, and so symbolic of what is to come. And, and uh, understand that salt is an antiseptic. Now, I, I told this in the first service. How many of y'all's mama, grandmother thought that if you gargled salt water, it, it healed everything that was going on in your life? You may have a broke ankle. The bone is sticking out of your foot. It cures sinuses, upset stomach, compound fractures. It heals everything. But 
But in a lot of cases, it did work. I, you know, a lot of times all it did was just really kind of make you gag. It was really about, but, but salt's worse as an antiseptic. It works as, as a healing agent. I'm going to tell you some more things that salt does, and I love this. There are so many things that, that, that we as Christians that are called to be what? Salt. The benefits of salt. Salt per, uh, preserves, it purifies, it flavors, it penetrates. It melts ice. Come on, church. It melts ice. How many of y'all had some icely encounters during your Thanksgiving break with family members? Amen. We'll pray for them. Y'all lift them up. But your salt should melt their ice, right? Lingering influence. We talked about that. How many of y'all ever made a stew or made something that was like that and, and you over-salted it? And that don't go away. You can't unsalt it. You cannot unsalt it. So understand that salt lingers. It seasons. It creates thirst. Come on. It creates thirst. And so the more salty you are, the more you thirst. And the more you thirst, the more salty you become. It's an ever, ever awesome cycle. It provokes interest. Hmm, what'd you put in that? I want to see y'all at work and in school with the thugs around you going, hmm, what's, wrong, what's different with that person? There is something very different about the way they live their life. It's because they're salty. It's because we're salt. It adds value. It holds water. It irritates when necessary. It heals. It persists. It stings. A lot of times, you know why, uh, you know it's stinging because it's working, is what they say. A lot of times, man, God, God wants to heal us, and there is a pain that goes along with that at times because that means us letting go of something we've held real close. A lot of times in life, our crutch and our everything became uh, what, what constantly still holds us back. Well, I'm an addict. I'm, I've, I've been divorced. I'm, I'm broken. Uh, I, I went too far as a young person. I did this and I did that. And understand that, that as that stuff starts going away, that part of you stings because you're letting go of something. And that's the reason why you know you, you see some people that just love drama. Anybody? They just always got some drama. It's because when it started stinging, they, they quit because it started stinging when it started letting go. And they didn't like that, that feel. They didn't like that sting. And it was so much easier to be referred to as, well, at least I'm something if I'm broken. At least I'm something. And at least I'm something. Useful in numerous products. Inexpensive but valuable. Boy, that is true. Inexpensive uh, but valuable. It's a necessity for life. We know that. Uh, easily shows impurities. Available and understandable, inexpensive, easy to produce, universal availability, uh, transcultural. And it, it goes on and on, inherent and done uh, without effort. It just produces itself. Did you know that? In the minds, it's just producing itself. And then and, and after he goes on, it talks about salt. If you'll travel with me to 14, 514, Matthew 514. Did everybody get a salt packet? Amen. 5.14 says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. 
Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Our light, is it, it comes to us via God, of course, via Jesus. Jesus goes on to say uh, that we are the light, of course. And, and uh, then in, in John 8, 12, he says, Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who walks and follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the, li- the light of life. He goes on, he says, uh, um, John 9, 5, he says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So therefore, it says right there, when he leaves the world and he left the world, therefore, who's got to be the light of the world? Let's say it again. We do, correct? It falls on us. It doesn't fall on Pastor Joel. It doesn't fall on on Billy Graham. It doesn't fall on our grandmothers or our grandfathers or people that we know are right living. It falls to us. And understand that even though at times we don't feel godly because we've got sin going on, understand we're still close enough to be godlike to the to the uh, the the unbelieving world that we still need to understand that we are light in a dark dark place. We are light in in the darkness of of, of all areas. We know that Jesus is a true light, and we are reflectors of that light. How many times do we let our reflectors get dim? How many times have you had an event, and understand when I'm fixing to say, an event is so different than a lifestyle. An event will be what I'm praying happens today where you're like, I made a choice on November the 30th, 2014. I was no longer going to be chained and bound by that thing. The lifestyle comes afterwards. Understand that Christians, new Christians, as you come up here and you accept Jesus into your life, that was not the end. That was just merely the beginning. It's got to be a lifestyle. There's got to be something there that makes you go, I need more of this. i got to continue being salt. I want to be a salt mine. I don't want to have a grain of salt in me. I want to be a salt mine that reproduces. I want to be a light source that reproduces. And the cool thing about light is this, is light is, is awesome, but it is no greater than the power source behind it. And many of you have just turned that switch off. You've turned that switch off in certain areas of your life to where that light that used to shine so bright at work, you became disgruntled. That light that, that shines so, so bright in your family, you had too many hurts. That light that, that shines so bright in your school, you started putting a boyfriend or a girlfriend above it. That light that shines so bright at one time, you've either killed the power to it, or you just yanked the whole thing out. It goes on, you remember where it says it, salt cannot be replaced once it loses its saltiness. And I, I want to tell you something, and, and, and hear my heart on this. A lot of people define salvation as a moment. Salvation is not a moment. Salvation is a lifestyle. Salvation is a lifestyle. I'm not saying you're going to lose your saltiness. I am questioning this morning if you ever had saltiness. Did you ever become salt? Did you ever become light? 
Jesus is telling, of course, us and, the, and his followers to be the light of the world. He is not asking uh, us to do anything that he did not already do. Light does this. It guides us. Did y'all know that? It, it guides us. And we'll get to a point here in a little bit. Y'all, y'all never probably had a preacher, hashtag preachers, don't say this. Get your phone out here in a little bit. We're going to need your phone. Really? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Stuff preachers don't say. Dot com. Get your phone out. We're going to need it shortly. Um, light is to guide. When an airplane comes in, you know, he's not like, man, I think I can just hit it. I don't know. They, they're they guided by what? Light. I remember one time I got lost, and, and uh, I don't know how to put this the right way. I was doing stuff I probably shouldn't have been. I was at, I was in one of those parties that happened to be in a field. Anybody? Long, long, long time ago. Long time ago. And a certain member of law enforcement showed up there. And so me being the fast, agile one, and the smart one, I ran. I was like Forrest Gump. I ran and ran and ran. And, and directly I looked up and there was no lights. I ran until running couldn't run no more. The very definition of darkness is absent of light. The definition of light is not absence of darkness because light goes until it just gets absorbed, okay? And I had ran so far that I had absorbed all the light in that area. And so, long story short, I find my way and I see this one light. And I'm like, what else I got? Man, I got to go to the light. I walked all the way to the light and it was a popo. He was like, what took you so long? I'm like, man, it's cold. Got to sit in the car for a little bit. That really wasn't me. I was, that was the old creation. Hey, come on, I had to preach. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Light is also to warn. It warns us. And, and I, I wish that I could put lights on, on our students and and. And even y'all, when it comes to relationships, I really wish I could just stick a warning light on those that you don't need in your life. How many wish we had those? Adults want them. I mean, everybody wants that. And our students especially, you know, because like they get on fire for Jesus, and then they meet him. And he's beautiful. And, and, And so they start, you know, looking towards him because that light's shining. But I wish it was a warning instead of just like a shine. And, and sometimes understand that, that uh, one of the God dreams that I had, and if you, if you never had a God dream, I don't want to promise you this. I'm praying you get them tonight. First of all, I'm praying you get one tonight. But, but it, it sets itself apart so differently. And, and, uh, and I remember like I was, I was still struggling with, with things in my flesh, and, and, and I went somewhere, and every door was like this 
Avenue, whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? And and every time I would get to that door, it would be a warning light. And it was just in my spirit. Like, you know, it was, and it was loud. And uh, so it it uh, it changed the very way that I looked. And, and some of that stuff, I never even looked at since. You know, like when it's a uh, a warning as of that that such. And, and that's what I'm praying for us tonight. And and understand that, that when we take our lights and, and we shine them in dark places, Light always prevails. You're not going to walk into the darkest area of the world and shine a light and it not guide your way. Cannot happen. Cannot happen. You know, they've come so far with LEDs and all that. And I remember, you know, how many of y'all remember the the 9-volt big battery, you know, flashlights that were like this big? And, man, you really thought you had a real bright light. And, and, And even it. If you shined it out, you started noticing that it it got absorbed. That light got absorbed, and and what I'm afraid of is happening in our society and 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 in in this in Jesus's uh, bride right now is that our light's being absorbed by every other media outlet and life outlet that that it can be that we're shining, we're shining, but one light can only go so far. One light can only go so far. It can go immediately around you. The bride of Christ is this, that we all shine our lights. That would be an amen point. And, and, and understand that, that as that guiding light comes, comes to pass, that, that we'll start to see things start to change in, in, our, uh, in our families. And, and all the way around us, in, in every walk that we walk, in every area of life that we have. And, and we're fixing to try something different. Amen. And and I and I think you're fully going to understand and you're fully going to see what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, our lights being being very uh, instrumental in everything that we're doing. Give it up for Jeff. He is handsome. I like him better than any of his other brothers. <laughs> Y'all know Joel, I love him more than any of his other brothers. <laughs> Amen. The uh uh All right. The one thing I want to show y'all, y'all, is Miss Robin still here? Miss Robin and some of her friends decorated this beautiful tree. Is it not awesome? Amen. And it's a big, big, big tree, as we know, when we put it up and take it down every every year. It's a big tree, and it's beautiful, but watch this. Well, it's just kind of a tree now. You can see the shell of something that was amazing. You can see what probably, if you looked at it, was just like, dude, I bet that tree was gorgeous. How many of y'all in your life, and I know I've seen some of you doing this, so many of y'all, I can look at what was in this shell that, that life has left you. I know what a beautiful light you were. I know what, what, uh, 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 how far you shone, you shone. Is that right, shone? It is now. I know how bright that, that, you, that you put out light, that you... Uh, uh, you exuded light, but but as time went on, 
Things started doing this to you. Things started cutting your lights off one by one. And, and, and my concern in that is, is light is light, correct? And as you're, you're going to see shortly, it doesn't matter if it was just one of those little bitty lights or these big lights in here where there is light, darkness fails. It cannot live. Understand, where, where there is any light, darkness fails. And so we're about to uh, experiment. I'm going to show you just that very one thing. For a lot of you in, in this room, some of you have, have noticed that your future has gone dark. For some of you in this room, you have realized that your worship, your outward worship towards Jesus has gone dark. For others in this room, you've, you've seen your family just go dark. For many in this room, you have started to see that, that your ministries, wherever that may be, at school, at work, outside ministries, here at church, have just started to go dark. Understand that, that we start noticing maybe even our finances have started to go dark. And, and as, as we continue to live life, we start noticing that 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 guiding light, that that thing that we had going in our life starts to be filtered and it starts to be watered down and it starts to become nothing of which it was before. Many of you are in here and you realize that 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 your love of others has gone dark. See, it's starting to be able to wear. You really can't see that good. There's still light, sure. There's still light, but just getting to a point where you can't see that well. Your quiet time and your spiritual life has completely gone dark. As much as you try to change it, the faces you put on, you come to church and you've got the same happy face. You come to church and you're glad to be here and everything's hunky-dory. And life is just going dark. And it's one thing when our very own life starts to darken up. We start noticing that we no longer have light in our life. But we can change that very thing this morning. And as you look around and you can't guide yourself, you can't see your uh, hand in front of your face, and that's the way you are spiritually, you're just running and running and running and running and running, hoping you're going the right way, and you're running into deeper darkness. You're running away from the light. Understand that today Jesus wants to change that. See, with one little light, 
I could put a, a, a light on every every inch of this room that we're in. And so you see where my light, come here and walk with me, Jeff. Where we might not have been able to see, see my light, not only is enough light for me, it's enough light for my friends, it's enough light for my family. And before too long, when what has happened is, is you, you've led that light, you've held the light long enough, and finally you speak it into your friend, you speak it into your family, and then you got... And I am asking you in this room if you will join us in lighting up this dark, dark, dark area that we live in. If your phone has a flashlight on it, if, if it's just even your screen, that's fine. Just hold it up. If you want to be a light in this generation, if you want to be a light in this dark, dark, dark world, if that's you and, and, and you don't mind shining your light for Jesus in a dark and dark and darker world, day in and day out, I want y'all to come to the altar and worship.